Hi everybody, welcome into the Irish NFL show. It is April the 10th, Sunday night, Sunday evening, Sunday morning, afternoon, wherever you are. Could be after that. If you're listening on our podcast, just search Irish NFL show on your podcast provider. We are presented by Trust Gaming, Mini Arcade Systems, and also the Arlingus College Football Classic. Tickets go on sale for Nebraska against Northwestern on April the 29th. I can't wait. We're like four months away from the kickoff of college football in the Aviva. More information at collegefootballireland.com. Michael McQuaid, Colin Cronin, Brian O'Leary. Boys, it's been uh, two months-ish since LA, and I wanted to get one more little bit of uh, nostalgia before it goes out of date. My my final uh, Super Bowl Bud Light is about to be opened live on the show. How are we doing? Good? Very good. Another interesting week in the NFL. It, uh, truly, this is the off-season that never stops giving, whether it is trades whether it is lawsuits whether um it is uh, other sorts of um shenanigans regarding uh, tom brady and minority ownership it it never ever stops i said last week on the show i love april because of the draft we're getting into that stage of the season where numerous mock drafts all these little permutations and you think you know what's happening and you you look at all these different variants of how we're going to get players and where they're going to go and then you see a trade like what comes down the line this week which we're going to get into now which is that eagle saints trade which it's going to change the landscape of what's going to happen in the second round of the draft as i like to say where you go from 11 to 20. looking forward to the draft under three weeks now to the draft we're going to be live on the 28th of april at 11 30 p.m so bring out the coffee bring out the lions bring out the punjana depending on where you are superior tea brian was talking about that trade the eagles agreed to trade picks number 16 19 and 194 to the saints in exchange for picks 18 101 237 and the 2023 first round pick and 2024 second round pick column the eagles and the saints what's going on there are you wearing your philly green in in badness or what's the plan here (laughs) To, to make Brian sick, I think. Um, my God, you're, ta- you're talking Lions. The only thing worse is what the, the Saints gave up. Um, it makes no sense. Uh, Howie is um, a, a genius when it comes to acquiring picks. He actually, when it comes to using them, not so much. But certainly, if you're the Eagles, this is exactly what you wanted, right? There is not a QB in this draft that you're going to want to really kind of invest heavily in. You've got Jalen Hurts. You got to the, the playoffs last year. Why not run it back with Jalen Hurts? You can build around him because you have the draft capital. And then you see what happens in a, in a year's time. If it doesn't work with Jalen Hurts, you can either be super aggressive in terms of um, either trading for a QB next next offseason or moving up in the, the draft next year. I think the Eagles will be um, delighted. I think for the, the Saints, it's an interesting one because there's two kind of um, trends of thought. One of those, um, and Brian might talk a bit more about Saints, but one of those is essentially they have looked around the landscape of the NFC and they have said, there is nothing to to be afraid of here. I mean, we we beat the Bucs twice last year. Um, the Bucs have a new head coach, and yeah, Brady might be back, but they've lost a couple of other players. The Rams, sure, that's fine, but why not trade up, get a couple of pieces in, and who knows what might happen. So 
I I still think it's a no. Like they've given up so much to to move up, and the Eagles are still ahead of them. So there's no reason if they want to to get a, a certain player that the Eagles can't sell them out and get somebody else. So yeah, it's it's a little baffling for me from the Saints. I think yeah, the Eagles will be delighted. Brian, it reminds me of the Simpsons whenever Principal Skinner and the Pooh were talking to each other, and the Pooh is like, "What were you thinking?" What what were the Saints thinking here? Because I, I, I genuinely can't see. I cannot see any situation in which I can go. Oh, I can't. Like, I can't understand it. what the hell. I'm in, I'm intrigued by the, the Saints here. I really I really am because there's two two storylines going around. One of which that they're not resting on their arms. And before you before a draft might, in fact, won't be even in these two positions. They'll be up in the top ten, and someone might take a step back. And obviously, with the Giants having two picks and the Jets having two tip picks in the top ten. They're the most likely two outcomes in terms of where they would go and do another trade to get up. And if they do, then I think it'd be realistic that they are going after the quarterback. For, but I don't think they are going after the quarterback. I'd probably be, be wrong. And I think we'd be wrong for a lot of things on draft night because it's just a crazy evening. But you look at the wide receivers coming in this draft, and we're going to get into it with one of our guests this evening, Lindsay Jones, the fact that we've seen so many trades this offseason on wide receivers. And the fact is there's so many really good wide receivers coming out throughout the past couple of years last year and this year and the likes of drake london garrett wilson who are going to be definitely going in the top 15 two wide receivers like column said it like the saints beat the bucks twice last year they're looking at it. brady is coming back but we know brady wasn't the player that we've seen over the years the saints are, are can be competitive and they were light on wide receivers last year michael thomas is a storyline in itself is he going to come back if he does would he be the same player if they put good wide receivers around James Winston with Kamara there, they could be challenging for the division. So maybe that's in the mindset that they're going to come up. They also need an offensive tackle. Just forward there in particular, I think two could be gone by the time. But there's a guy Cross and there's Penning who was on our show a couple of months ago, who's hiding to be in that range. So offensive line, wide receiver, puts them in a position to challenge in the division, I think. So it'd be interesting to see. But I'm not sure we're at the end of this storyline because I think we might see the Saints come again and move up again and give those two picks to someone else. The Saints are coming indeed. Uh, let's see what happens over the next two or three weeks. Obviously, the first round of the draft is on April the 28th or the early hours of April the 29th as well. April 29th, those tickets go on sale for College Football Ireland's game. North, North, Northwestern against Nebraska. Almost got that wrong, boys. Four-year, $104 million deal for the Buffalo Bills and wide receiver Stefan Dykes. In the week that we've seen Colin Pat McAfee wrestle at WrestleMania, and whether you like wrestling or not, him he was incredible last weekend. In, in a week that we've seen that there, I mean, Shane McMahon comes to uh, comes to mind with his song "Here Comes the Money, 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 Money." I mean, that's him. That, that's the, I'm, like I'm delighted for Stefan Diggs because that's his career set in Buffalo, and they've tied him down, Colin. Yeah, it's funny. I have, I have a friend who is um, a lifelong um, wrestling fan and still watches it, still watches all. And he was absolutely, and he's a purist, and he was apparently blown away by Pat McAfee and, and how entertaining he was. And certainly the Buffalo Bills will be entertaining. Um, again, this is another one where I would I want to see, I suppose, the the full breakdown of the, the deal um, because I, I think it, they, they've given him a decent wedge I think a huge chunk in terms of um, guarantees but we really want to see the the breakdown in terms of cap hit and stuff like that look Diggs has been 
brilliant for the the bill since he went there he really um kind of reinvigorated or and coupled with josh allen but he he is a major threat and um he's super competitive and i think it shows the kind of bill's commitment they you know we we know how how different it could have been 13 seconds could have changed everything for them last year they could have been the ones hoisting a lombardi they they've now committed digs to a, a long-term deal they've brought in vaughn for i don't think vaughn's there for the six years but vaughn is there for a year or two clearly they see the the super bowl window as open despite how competitive the afc um should be and in a a year where we're seeing, you know, um, a lot of talk, and, and we we discussed it was with Lindsay later about the wide receivers getting traded, and uh, you know, a lot of talk around uh, Debo Samuel at the time of recording this uh, today. He has removed the 49ers from his Instagram account and talk about a um, AJ Brown. The Bills getting it done with Diggs. I had seen that there were people who who said that they wouldn't be able to afford it. Well, they have made it happen. Yeah, lockdown. Josh Josh Allen now in lockdown. You know, Stefan Diggs and his columns alluded to. He's been a revelation since he's got there, and they have you know a, a good contingent of wide receivers there. Gabriel Davis who had that brilliant game in the in the chat in the divisional round with the, with the three touchdowns, four touchdowns in fact, and then McKenzie, who's another guy who kind of floats on the radar, who also signed a contract this off season. So I imagine the Bills are looking at it, and once they've improved on defense, the offensive has always been very explosive. So. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on in the AFC this offseason with teams signing different players, but the Bills haven't done a lot offensively, and I think they're looking at it from the standpoint of we're really setting away, and if we can go, if we can play like we did last year, we have a real opportunity, and maybe they'll learn from the mistakes of that 13-second fiasco and put themselves back in a position. But to see him locked down kind of cements that where they are, and they they're in that window as Colin said that they're in that situation. We've seen it in the past with the likes of the Chiefs for the double down to come back again and go to football. I think. Was they haven't made the Super Bowl yet, they're a serious contender. I think the fact that they've done this kind of puts it in play that they're going to be there and they're ready to go next season. Absolutely. It's going to be a really, really interesting time in Buffalo next season, especially when that division is stacked. Yeah, uh, true. I don't know if the AFC East is stacked. Maybe that's a controversial take without talking with Mark here. Um, I know Miami have done some things. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen there, but it's a lot of money. Angelina for Stefan. Will he get a ring to prove even more so. Uh, this is a great show this week. We have got the president and CEO of the Green Bay Packers, Mark Murphy, on this week's show. But first off, we're delighted to welcome back Lindsay Jones to the show. Lindsay Jones, obviously, senior NFL writer at The Athletic. And it was great to chat to Lindsay, not just about what's been going on in free agency, but numerous different topics. So sit back, folks, enjoy the show. And if you're listening on podcasts, they will go on as separate interviews. Uh, but here is Lindsay Jones on the Irish NFL show. <laughs> 